This is Fantasy Book Club. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club. And and just by listening, listen- you're a member. <laughs> Go ahead. That's all I have. What's your name? Oh, my name is Sydney Lyrely. And I'm Colton Pratt. <laughs> um, and we are the Internet's Book Club. We're currently reading through The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Yes, we are. And uh, I feel the need to alert you listeners that Sydney and I, as you, if you don't know, now you know, Mr. President, we are uh, college students. Uh-huh. And so we are now building a backlog for Christmas time. Uh-huh. So we may, not may, I'm going to say this with confidence. If you message us on Instagram and you're expecting a response in an episode, you might need to wait until like uh, the middle of January <laughs> before, <laughs> you, before you hear an actual response from us. Yes. For the next two weeks, we're going to be recording every chance we get to get as big a yep. backlog as possible. And I would like to say our episodes might be maybe a little bit shorter just because we're going to be doing a lot of recording this couple of weeks. And we also have a lot of homework because finals weeks is yes. in like two weeks. So we are so. doing our best. Uh, if our energy dies down, if you're like six weeks from now being like, why do they sound so tired? Just remember because back. Because we've to, gotten no sleep. <laughs> remember back to this week when it's like, oh, I get it. It's their six recording this week. Okay, that makes yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. We'll do our best to keep the energy up, but <laughs> we wanted to give you guys a warning that we are working ahead now on this podcast. Yes, because we uh, won't see each other for a month. Yes, so yeah, and anyway. we didn't want to deal with recording over over online. So that's very fair. Anyway. Sydney, what do we read this week? So this week we read um, Interlude 9 and then chapters 52, 53, and 54. And make sure you have those read before you keep listening because we're going to be spoiling them, <laughs> as, yeah, uh, as yep. always. <laughs> um, and then next week, make sure you have 58, 50, wait, sorry. Uh, I'm this is why this. I yeah, do this it. this is why she does it. <laughs> next week, have 55, 56, and 57 read. So only three chapters next week, but the one is an hour long. Yeah, it's a pretty long chapter. Bo! Oh, who is that one? I don't know. You, you. Oh, I get to do it. Oh yeah, but you. <laughs> don't sound so sad. <laughs> don't sound so, people. People like when you do them, Sydney. Don't sound so sad. I'm just kidding. Sydney also likes doing them. I don't know why she's doing this to you. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's get started. Let's get okay, it started. So yeah. We'll start <laughs> with um, interlude nine, which is called "Death Wears White," and we're back with Zeth again. Yeah, Zeth. So uh, this time around. Zeth is just murdering a bunch of people. Oh, boo, Zeth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's in, like, a kingdom, a, a castle, like, killing people with his sword, right. uh, watching their eyeballs all burn out, as they do when, when you get killed with a, with a shard blade. Mm-hmm. And he has just kicked through the door, and he walks into this giant, large feast hall, and there's, like, a crap ton of people in there. Like, a lot, a lot of people. And yeah. Zeth thinks... I'm sorry. And then proceeds to start murdering them all. Yep. Which is not great. And he feels, I feel, I feel so bad for Zeth in this because he feels horrible. Right. Like he doesn't want to be doing this, but he has no choice. Right. And so he's, he's killing a bunch of people. The follow up question really quick. Yes. What's he wearing? White. Because? I don't remember the reasoning, but I knew, I do know he's wearing white. His new master wants him to be the, basically wants to confirm to everybody. This is the same guy that killed the uh, Aleppo king. Yeah. Okay, so he's wearing white. Um, he's killing people. Basically, his goal here is to king or to kill King Hanavanar of uh, Yakoved. So what a name! Yeah, <laughs> I really, I think I did okay on it. I yeah. tried King um, Hanavanar, but they're not sure if he's a. Uh, there's a rumor that he has a secret sword blade, but no right. one really knows for sure. But that's that's his main goal. But Zeth has to kill all the other people to do that. Right, and so he starts killing like innocent people. Like I'm talking like women and children, like Which- innocent. He wouldn't do unless instructed. He was yes. told to be seen and make a mess. Yes. So he's being seen and making a mess. Yes, which is horrible. Yeah. And so he's killing all these people. And he's trying to get to the king. Uh, he's lashing all over the place and, you know, just basically just killing people, like I've said. Um, he gets to the king and the king says, you think I didn't know you were coming after you killed three of my high princes. We're ready for you, assassin. And so basically... The Wait, king set read? up this feast. Not as a not as a dramatic reading, but can I read the responses? Yes. You are a fool, Seth said. Why? The king called. You think I should have run? No, Seth replied. Because you set a trap for me during a feast, and now I can blame you for their deaths. 
he he basically is now like, hey, I don't have to feel bad about about killing them anymore. Now it's because you set a trap for me here, knowing I was coming. Yes. It's your fault they died. Which is actually garbage. Yeah. Like that is why? Why the would most, you do that? The most effective assassin in the world. I'm gonna set a trap for him and make sure I have as many innocents there as I can. I what know. are you doing, bud? That's terrible. <laughs> that makes me hate this guy so much. It's almost like it's it's almost uh, I was gonna say it's almost like I, I like I I'm glad he dies, but I'm not I'm not sure if I say that yet. It's just it I don't I don't know. I don't like him because of that. And I feel for Zeth because yeah. now he's got all these innocent people on his conscience. Yeah. That he shouldn't have had just because this guy decided to be a butthole. <laughs> but yeah, um, basically, I, I feel for, we feel for, we feel for Zeth here. Don't say how I feel. I feel for Zeth. Sorry, maybe you Zeth. don't. <laughs> um, but so Zeth starts fighting this guy and um, we find out that he does, in fact, the king does, in fact, have a shard blade that he's been hiding. Uh, Zeth proceeds to drop his shard blade, so he's fighting a bunch of people with shard blades, and he drops his own shard blades and lets lets it go. And that's surprising. And them. everyone's like, "What the heck?" But basically, Zeth is like, "I'm my shard blade is not. It's just gonna get in the way for this. What he's about to do. Yeah. I'm the one you should be worried about. I have the power." And so he starts to like lash himself to the, the walls and the ceilings, and he basically just Every begins to kill all of the king's guards. Makes you fly to the ceiling. I was just kind of ignoring you, and then you kept going. <laughs> well, the, the line was pretty... I got the magic in me. Every time we touch, <laughs> I make you fly to the ceiling. I was proud of that. And Good you, job. So I wanted to make it known to the audience. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of that of that joke. Good job. Um, But basically, the king uh just starts... like or, Seth starts killing the king's guards, and the king's like, kill him, kill him, and they're just not. Yeah. They're not successful with it. Uh, Seth is doing all these lashings. He's doing all this killing. And eventually, he gets to the point where he basically kills literally all of the uh, the guards, and the king starts to run because Wait, he's like, crap. Real quick, I'm two killing. things. First, yeah. th- he has two shard bearers guarding him now. Yes, he's got multiple shard bearers. Did you and say they that? Have, Did I miss that? I said that there were other shard bearers. Oh, yeah. And he's got... um Half shard. Half shard. Which, earlier, if you remember... Uh, Navani said that Yakovet claimed to have made half shards, but she didn't believe them. Yeah. Here they are in use. They're basically a shield that can stop a shard blade for one hit. Yeah. Essentially, the shard blade hits them once and it blocks it, and then the next hit goes right through. But that's one hit more than literally anything else can stop a shard blade. Yeah. So, yeah. Other than shard armor, shard plate, yes. uh, shard blades themselves. But yeah. Yeah, that, I thought that was pretty neat that they, they actually do, in fact, have made... It's a Fabriel, so yes. it's the same deal where it has, like, the gem that's powering yes. it, like the other Fabrials. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Um, But uh, Zeth, the king's trying to run away, and so the Zeth, or Zeth starts going after him and has to uh, kill more people, which is not great. Yay! Um, but eventually he kills literally everybody, and now it's just the uh, king left, and so Zeth manages to, like, lash himself and, like, get the king on the ground. Yeah. And right before he kills the king, the king says, what are you? And Zeth says, death. And then drives his blade right into the man's face. Yep. And that's the end of the king. And that's also, the end of the chapter. You, I, a couple things. One, I, that you missed that I would like to point out yes. about Seth in this. One, he doesn't even think about the fact that he's walking on cut stones anymore. Uh-huh. If you remember from the first yes. first yeah, time yeah. we saw him, he hated cut, walking on cut stones. Yep. And also his people, when we saw them trading, they don't break rock. That's part of the religion. Yeah. And at the very end, Zeth says, what are you? Death, Zeth said, then drove his blade point first through the man's face and into the rock below. So he also now, like, that image for me was part of it was like, oh, like that's that his like whole belief system is to not cut rock. Yes. And he now is being driven to kill, which he hates, and also cut rock, which he hates. Yeah. I I don't know. I thought that was a a poignant little moment. mm -hmm. It is very sad. Like, this whole chapter is very, oh, man. Yeah. He's doing all these terrible things that he doesn't want to do. And right. I really do feel for him. Absolutely. Yeah, I moved through that pretty quick, but right. most of it was just him murdering. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, know, you did a great job, though. You covered all the important details and anything you missed, I grabbed for you. So we're chilling. Thank you. Um, two, two things to say really quick. One, who owns Zeth? Who's who's guiding him? Who's the head honcho of this like operation? We don't know his name, do we? We don't have anything. We don't know anything, don't about, know anything him. about him. Right? Was, I'm asking. This is a theory, not, oh, okay. not a fact. Um, uh, Let's see. I think it's well. Obviously, we know that he's trying to go after like the kings of the different countries and the right. high princes. So, absolutely. I think he's just someone who could be like an Alethi who's trying to take over, mm-hmm. um, like the whole world. But yeah, 
I think it's just someone who wants either all the light eyes. Like, honestly, it could be like a dark eyes too, who's mm-hmm. just trying to like get rid of all of them. Awesome. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Sweet. Good guess. I was just trying to see if you had a, a theory. Second, yeah. second theory. Um, what was it? Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> I had a second one, but it's gone now. So bye bye. Bye bye. We move on. <laughs> no more. Now we're into part four, uh, which is the title of part four: Storms Illumination. Which is a, is a fun yes. way to say stormlight, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the people who who are in this chapter, whose views we see, are Dalinar, Kaladin, Adolin, and Navani. Navani. No Shalon. Hmm. Wah wah. Poor Shalon. We now, do get to see Navani, which I don't know how I feel about Navani. That. We haven't seen her yet, but yeah, we she's do. kind of a, she's kind of been a little bit of a manipulative, scummy person in general so far. Yeah. Uh, but we don't know. Maybe she'll change. Well, I know. Cindy doesn't know. Maybe she'll change. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to my chapter now. It's a long one. It's chapter 52. It is called A Highway to the Sun. And death rattle. Death, death rattle. Death, death rattle. <laughs> Cindy was ready. She was so ready with that. That's so funny. <laughs> well, I was reading this. Um, I, was, I read like last night yeah. and I was reading this and I was like, oh, my gosh. Death yeah. rattles. They're back. We're back. <laughs> okay, that's all. <laughs> it goes like this. The death rattle says, I'm standing over the body of a brother. I'm weeping. Is that his blood or mine? What have we done? Dated Venevev, 1173, te- 110 seconds, oh, sorry, 107 seconds pre-death. Subject, an out-of-work Vaden sailor. 107 seconds. That's a lot of seconds. That's like a full minute. Dude said that and the doctors are like. It's like a minute and a half. What if, what if, um, what if someone death battles and then a doctor saves them in the next like minute and a half that they have? Like what happens then? <laughs> they probably don't. I think the death rattles only come when they like are going, dead, to, going die. to die for sure. Like, yeah, but imagine if a doctor's like, I got him, clear, thunk, and it's like, oh, that was, what was that? That was weird. I wonder if they could ask, hey, what's your death rattle mean? Like, after you came back to life? Yeah. Well, like, do they think that, do you think they have a moment of just clarification and clarity and that's why they have the death rattles? Well, you know what you should, what you should do, Sydney? You should. No, and you should do what you did with the letters and go through and, and collect the death rattles we've seen so oh, far. You're right. I should. And we can see if if there's any kind of like through line through the death rattles. Just don't worry about going back in the old ones. Just start now. Actually, I, I'll do this. I bet you I can find us a list online somewhere and I'll go through. No, and, and, I will do it myself. Okay. Sydney's going to underneath be, our letters. No, don't do this. because You're going to be checked out for the rest of our podcast. No, not right now. Oh, okay, good. I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> um. So this chapter is uh, Adolin and Dalinar. Uh, well, it's a Dalinar point of view. And Adolin is being a little whiny baby about having to take the throne. Uh, <laughs> of course he is. Because that's that's all of Adolin's character. We've seen we've seen him be very nice to one little like sex worker. But other than that, he's just kind of a whiny baby. Um, but he's good at his job. I guess he's good at his job. He likes ladies. He's a 3D character, but he is also whiny. Um, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And so Dalinar is basically saying, I am insane. Uh, and so we're I have to give it to you. You've told me. That the death rattles are my fabrication uh, of my mind. You you said that, Adolin. And so I can't be a leader if I am going insane. You have to take over. I'll go home. I can maybe defend our, our borders. I can, like, there's stuff I can do, but I can't lead because I am going insane. Yeah. Which Adolin just doesn't think is, Adolin, well, he says this sentence that made me want to slap him across the face. He says, <laughs> but I don't want to be high prince. And it even has a, like italicized want to make you say it that way. Yep. But I don't want to be high prince. I don't want to. It's what a little baby boy. <laughs> he does say not yet at least. Yeah. But Dalinar is basically like, I'm doing this. If I'm going insane, I'm, I'm going home. Uh, he actually says Dalinar in response to that says leadership is rarely about what we want, son. I think too few among the Alethi elite realize that fact. And I think that statement is very good. That's a yeah. Dalinar's a genuinely good person. Yeah, he's a very wise man. He seems he also seems like he genuinely is trying to be good. Well, yeah. we can see from his point of view. We know he is. Yes. Whereas most of the others, like uh late eye people, being good, even Shalon, being good is not her primary goal. Yeah. She's doing what she thinks is proper, which yeah. often is bad to dark eyed people. Yep. But like I think that's neat because Dalinar's whole thing is I want to be good. Yes. So I'm going to do what I can to be honorable. That's my primary goal, yep. which is a cool, like a cool motivation. I like it. I agree. And then uh, Dalinar basically says, all right, boys, we'll finish this conversation later. You're going to have to tie me down now. 
And the boys do that because a storm is coming. Yep. And the storm hits and Dalinar is somewhere else. Yep. This vision is wild. Yeah, just a little. He is a low-ranking soldier on the wall of a keep called Feverstone Keep. Right, Feverstone? Feverstone, yeah. There are a bunch of other people, and he's basically trying to get the other guards to, like, be alert. Something's going to happen. And they're all like, this coming from you? Because apparently he's being he's been put into a lazy man's body. Which <laughs> is funny to me. Uh, he, he is very, very nervous. He's trying to figure out what's going to happen. And then uh, they see some people coming, like, well, because he knows something's going to happen, he's looking more hardly. And he sees a, a horde of people marching towards them in the distance. Yeah. And he calls alarm. And a weird dark-eyed man who's in power sends out a horse, a man on horse. If I miss something big, tell me. Okay. But basically, there's a man in power who Dalinar discovers his dark eyes and is like, huh? Anyway. Yeah. He sends somebody <laughs> out on horseback to go, like, get a message from them. And the man on horseback comes back and is like, oh, they're our team. It's all the, it's the Radiance. Mm-hmm. They, they call them the, uh, like, Stonebreakers and some other, something else. Uh, Stonewards. Yeah, Stonewards and Windrunners. A, a order of Stonewards and a large number of Windrunners all on foot yep. are coming walking towards them. And they're not sure why. And the, the scout was like, my orders were to come back when they when I saw who they were. I don't know why. I didn't ask them. Yeah. So he gets set, basically gets sent back to to figure it out. And then it turns out, oh, they look back out and the Radiants are suddenly running towards I us. I would like to say real quick that yes. when Dalinar first spots them, because they wave the like white flag saying like this is like friendly mm-hmm. and not a, an, an attack. And Dalinar thinks, you know, that'd be a great way to track like trips or trick someone. Yeah. And like make put them in a trap. Uh, so he is prepared for an attack. And so when they start running, mm-hmm. he's like, ah, yeah, this is an attack. It's almost like imagine if someone on shard blade and a horse came running from behind your lines to give you a moment of thinking, oh, they're on my team before they cut down your entire team. You stab them in the eye with a spear. Yeah, it's there's it's always parallels. This book is good at that. You're right. It's This book is good at that where it's like, oh, it's almost like and then something that happened to one of the other characters. Yep. Um, So they they start running and Dallas is like, oh, OK, but they don't have their shard blades out. Their shard blades are away. Yeah. So he thinks that's maybe okay. And uh, the the Radiants get to a certain distance away and start slamming their blades point first in the ground. And the blades are all glowing in a way that Dalinar's never seen. Same with the plate. Yeah. Uh, well, other than in his visions. he's They set them into the ground and leave them there. And the glow starts to fade. And then they start taking off their shard blade piece by piece. And Dalinar immediately was like, oh, I know what this is. This is when they abandoned us. This yep. is when they le- left us. Yep. When they betray us. This is when they betray us. Um, you know, in my image, I always thought betraying meant that they were actually going to attack. Like, mm-hmm. I expected when I was reading this, it was like, okay, they're going to attack, and this is going to be the betrayal, mm-hmm. and they're going to kill people, but they don't. we don't know why. But that's not even what they do. Yeah. They just leave. Also, uh, this is after the Heralds have left. Yeah. So the Heralds have been gone, and then the, this is the Radiance betraying. And Dalinar runs out to them. He's feeling, he's like, oh man, what's happening? And he runs out and says, wait! And no one responds. No one even looks at him. And uh, he says, please, tell me why you're doing this. Will someone tell me why? This is it, isn't it? The day of recreance. The day you betray mankind. But why? And none of them will, no one will even look at him. Yeah. Uh, and as he's talking to the Radiants who have turned and started walking away from their blades and plate, people behind him have reached out from the keep and have started slowly picking up and claiming swords. And then as that happens, people like so, uh, higher ups, light eyes, essentially come out and start trying to be like, I deserve the swords and take them. And it's become a slaughter. People killing mm-hmm. people in order to get themselves blades. Yeah. Terrible image. Not not great. And then I want to uh, do a dramatic reading here of when one of the Radiants finally replies to Dalinar. Okay. They are the first, a voice said. Dalinar looked up to see that one of the knights had stopped beside him. It was the man who looked the lefty. He looked over his shoulder at the crowd gathering around the blades. Men had begun to scream at one another, everyone scrambling to get a blade before they were all claimed. They are the first, the Radiant said, turning to Dalinar. Dalinar recognized the depth of that voice. It was the voice that always spoke to him in these visions. They were the first, and they were also the last. Is this the day of recreance? Dalinar asked. These events go down in history, 
the Radiant said. They will be infamous. You will have many names for what happened here. But why? Dalinar asked. Please, why did they abandon their duty? The figure seemed to study him. I have said that I cannot be of much help to you. The night of sorrows will come, and the true desolation, the Everstorm. Then answer my questions, Dalinar said. Read the book. Unite them. The book? The way of kings? The figure turned and walked from him, joining the other radiants as they crossed the stone plain, walking towards places unknown. So, <laughs> a few things. First off, the first version, of, the first edition of this book, which I have, like the hardcover yeah. print version, has a typo right there. <laughs> There's a <laughs> yeah. typo. We were reading and Colton was struggling. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. And I was like, okay, but it says this. And we were like, ah, those two words are backwards. The figure, the figure that studies Dalinar says, I have said I that cannot be of much help. That's, that's nothing. Not, that's not correct English. <laughs> now, I wonder if the people who do the audiobook, because they get the first ever copy. Yeah. I wonder if they also saw that and just said, it's fine and read it the regular <laughs> way. Or maybe I want to go back and listen now and see if he says, I have said <laughs> I that cannot be. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, this is a very important thing. Yes. So we now know that the, the voice who talks to Dalinar is one of the radiants. Yeah. So that's interesting. And not like the Almighty. Yeah. Well, he's ta- it's, it's talked through other voices. Like, it's talked through well, other bodies, too. Yeah. So it could be one that's of the radiants. True. It could that's be other true. people as well. That's true. Because um, it's talked through many a body. Uh, but they they move on and they are that he Dalinar wakes up essentially after this. Yeah. And he tells his sons, like, I've returned, you can you can untie me. And the the sons have been very put off by watching their dad do this. He thrashes, he says gibberish. It yeah. really, really makes him feel uncomfortable. In fact, it makes uh Renarin have one of his weak spells where he goes pale and can barely stand. Not great. Not great. Um and then they're trying to figure out how, whether or not they can trust these visions as a thing. You know, hmm. I really feel for Renarin. Yeah. That's all. He's a he's a nice kid. He's such a sweet guy. Yeah. And I feel bad for him that he yeah. like has these little issues. Yes, I agree. That's all. I agree with you. Um they're trying to figure out like where the visions are, where they came from, whether or not they're true. And one thing that they think is he says maybe they're not from the Almighty, maybe they're from something else. And kind of reveals to his sons that he went to see the Night Watcher, the which is like uh, the powerful spren that will give you a magical gift, but take like a magical boon. Yeah. Um, which uh, Dalinar says basically says I did see that, but he says my curse and my boon are my own. And then it says, um, I want to know what they are. I think it gives a hint, doesn't it? Does it? I don't know that it really does. Well, uh, yeah, I guess you're not right. I'm not oh, yes, right. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh. For the old magic has to have affected you, you'd have to have traveled to the west and seek it. Would you? Wouldn't you? Says Renarin. And Dalinar says, yes. He said ashamed. The empty place in his memories where his wife oh, had once existed yeah, had yeah, never yeah. seemed so obvious to him as it did So at I'm that guessing moment. that's his curse is that his it, curse was that he would forget his wife. Because you remember that anytime they say her name, it just sounds yeah, like yeah, shh, shh, shh. Yeah. I, I, that, that's my guess is that his curse is okay, that what's he the gift, forgot then? his wife. I don't know. Hmm. I'm trying to... I guess it could be like a shard blade. Is that a, <laughs> is that a gift they can give? I don't know. I don't think I don't. I well, they don't give imagine like, it is. It gives like bravery and stuff. Like, yeah. So I don't. I don't. Think I think it, it probably has something thing. to do along with the lines of him being the Blackthorn, him like mm. having that kind of abilities. Maybe that's a good guess. Something along those lines. Something battle related would be my guess. That's a good guess. Um, I also appreciate how broad it was. So no matter what it is, you still get kind of credit. Uh, <laughs> I'm genius like that. You're a genius like that. <laughs> I uh, really hope someone out there is, is keeping keep score. Of I would love to correct, know. <laughs> right, wrong, sort of right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we know Dalinar has seen it. We know he has something to do with his wife. Um, and we don't get to find out exactly what until the third book, Sydney. No. <laughs> right? Dude, why? <laughs> what is this garbage? It's not garbage. It's because he's good at setting up stories. So he set up 30,000 stories and it has five books to get through all of them. <laughs> Brandon Sanderson, I'd like to have a word with you. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good I'm writer. just kidding. This is great. This yeah. is great. If you're writing a series, this is a great way to write a series. Yes. But I still would like a word. Because <laughs> that'll be like two years from now. Yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we move on. and. Adolin is very, very uh, upset. They start having an argument about like, Dalinar is basically saying, my two options are step down or listen to these visions. Adolin saying, you can ignore them because they're not true. Yeah. And Dalinar says, I don't think they're not true. 
So I can either step down or I can go as I'm going and take into account what these visions are saying. Yeah. And Renarin, what is the first smart person goes, well, what if we proved that they're true or not? Uh, and so Dalinar starts giving like facts of what, what he knows about like I knew a name of this Feverstone Keep. I knew like saying things that he knew like were facts stated in the story. Yeah. And they're going to do some research to try and figure out if it's if his visions are actually real or if yeah. they're fabricated. Because no mind. one's ever heard like no one that, that he talks to has ever heard of the name Feverstone Keep. Yeah. Uh, and so they decide to bring in Navani. Yes, because they're going to talk to they're going to talk to Yasna, but first they're going to write down. Everything well, yeah, they need a scribe, and he yeah. doesn't trust any of his scribes as much as he trusts Navani to not betray them. Yeah. Which is fair, although uh, Navani is kind of strange, but it's okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, essentially, they have a little discussion where Adolin agrees to rule if they determine he's insane. But if he's not, then he's going to keep ruling. Yeah. Yep. And then Navani appears and Dalinar tells her the whole story. And she is taking it pretty well. Like she's not reacting negatively or scared at all. I would just like to say while she's doing this, mm-hmm. Dalinar admires how beautiful she is. That's your sister. Clap, 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 clap. Not technically, though. They're not really related. Are you suddenly rooting for this? I don't know how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look, look, look. Listen. I don't... I'm not rooting for it because it is weird. That was your brother's... That was your... (laughs) That was your brother's wife and your nephew's mom, Mm -hmm. which is weird. The king's mom. Yes, it is weird, and so I'm not rooting for it because that is weird. No matter yeah. where you're from, that's weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Part of me is like, oh, but but he likes her. <laughs> like, but that's weird. It's a little, it's it's a little strange. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and Navani kindly says, "Aren't you courting this woman?" Well, I discovered for you that she loves Avramelons. Oh, she's, she's talking to Adeline. Yeah, to Adeline. That she loves Avramelons, and I brought you a whole basket you can bring to her. Which is very sweet of her. I love her for that. Yeah, it's very kind. Also, I love that um, Adolin, Adolin sounds so happy about it. He's like, okay, I'll go do that. Like, yeah. He sounds very into this girl. And then Navani also says, uh, basically, um, also, I wanted to speak to your to your father before, so you can leave now and go yeah. do that. Um, it's a great way to get someone you, along. Would you like to dramatically read this little interaction they have? Absolutely, I would. All right. Here it goes. What is it you wish to ask of me? He asked. I didn't say I wanted to ask anything of you, Dalinar, she said. I just wanted to talk. We are family, after all. We don't spend enough time together. If you wish to speak, I shall fetch some soldiers to accompany us. He glanced at the antechamber outside. Adolin had shut the second door at the end, closing off his view of his guards and their view of him. Dalinar, she said, walking up to him. That would kind of defeat the point of sending Adolin away. I was after some privacy. He felt himself growing stiff. You should go now. Must I? Yes. People will think this is inappropriate. They will talk. You imply that something inappropriate could happen then, Navani said, sounding almost girlishly eager. Navani, you are my sister. We aren't related by blood, she replied. In some kingdoms, a union between us would be mandated by tradition. Once your brother died... We are in other countries. This is a left car. There are rules. I see, she said, strolling closer to him. And what will you do if I don't go? Will you call for help? Have me hauled away? Navani, he said sufferingly. Please, don't do this again. I'm tired. Excellent. That might make it easier to get what I want. He closed his eyes. I can't take this right now. The visions, the confrontation with Adolin, his own uncertain emotions. He didn't know what to make of things any longer. Testing the visions was a good decision, but he couldn't shake the disorientation he felt from being unable to decide what to do next. He liked to make decisions and stick to them. He couldn't do that. It grated on him. I thank you for your scribing and for your willingness to keep this quiet, he said, opening his eyes. But I really must ask you to leave now, Navani. Oh, Dalinar, she said softly. She was close enough that he could smell her perfume. Stormfather, but she was beautiful. Seeing her brought to his mind thoughts of days long past when he desired her so strongly that he'd nearly grown to hate Gavilar for winning her affection. Can't you just relax, she asked him. Just for a little while. The rules. Everyone else. I can't be everyone else, Dalinar said, more sharply than he intended. If I ignore our code and ethics, what am I, Navani? The other high princes and light eyes deserve recrimination for what they do, and I have let them know it. 
But if I abandon my principles, I become something far worse than they. A hypocrite. She froze. Please, he said, tense with emotion. Just go. Do not taunt me today. She hesitated, then walked away without a word. She would never know how much she wished her to have made one more objection. In his state, he likely would have been unable to argue further. Once the door shut, he let himself sit down in his chair, exhaling. He closed his eyes. Almighty above, he thought. Please, just let me know what I am to do. Wow. So he would have given in. Oh, he would have, yeah. That's, that would have been very interesting to see. Both of the siblings want to date. Uh-huh. Both of the siblings want to date. Both of the siblings want to date. Are you <laughs> are you pro or anti this? Uh, what, what are we going to call it? Dalavani. Are you pro Dalavani? or anti Dalavani? I don't know. Because I don't know how I feel about Navani. Because it feels like almost like she's trying to trick him and trap him. I mean, this sentence felt pretty uh, predatory to me. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. I'm t- I'm tired. Wonderful. That might make it easier to get what I want. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I'm not. Mm. I I don't know how I feel about it because that feels pretty that feels yes, pretty predator. I'm not sure I like her enough to want that to happen. So I think I'm more anti than I am for it. But we do like Dalinar. But I do like Dalinar. Yeah. But it just feels like I don't know. I I feel like I'm more anti it than I am for it. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how it plays out. I also love the like little little uh, background drops of saying like he almost hated Gavilar because he wanted Navani so much. Yeah. That's a little piece of like lore that I think is neat the way he dropped it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. So now we're to chapter 53. And we don't need any theories because we have another Dalinar chapter later on. So yep. we're chilling. All right. So 53, it's called. By the way, one of my favorite Dalinar chapters in the whole book comes up soon. Ooh, really? It's the one that is the next one. You already read it. That oh. that chapter, I really, really like the next the 54. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. Um. All right. Chapter 53, it's called Dunny, the little death rattle. says, he must pick it up, the fallen title, the tower, the crown, and the spear. Dated Vivahach. Vivahach? Yeah, call it. Yeah, Dated Vivahach. Um, oh, goodness. English. Dated Vivahach, <laughs> 1173, eight seconds pre-death. Hey, wait Subject, a minute. Let me do a it. a prostitute. Uh, background, unknown. Bop, bop, bop. Doesn't matter. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> you sound so sad. <laughs> My brain had a moment of, how do you English again? <laughs> how do you English? Okay, I'll tell you. Uh, take a little bit of no, Latin, I don't want a little bit of Spanish, <laughs> and a, like a, t- a sprinkle of French, mash them together and have an unholy, terrible baby, and you've created English. <laughs> Great. Love it. Um, we got some Dutch in there, kindergarten. Vavahaj. <laughs> That's a fun word. It is, isn't it? Fantasy. Let me read it. Did it did, wow. Dated Vavahaj, 1173, eight seconds pre-death, subject, a prostitute, background unknown. Good job. <laughs> I just felt like I had to do it. Okay, so in this chapter, we're with uh, Kaladin again, and they're in the middle of a bridge run. And so an arrow has just hit him in the face. Not, <laughs> not okay. killing him. Not, like, not it scraped hard. his cheek. So yeah, got his cheek a little bit, which is abnormal for him. But we'll find out what happens with that later. Yeah, we will. Okay. <laughs> um, and he's they're running, and they're almost they're almost to the final chasm. The Parshani are firing arrows at them. No one has been hit yet in his crew. On his good. crew. Other yeah. crews have fallen. Oh, yes. No one on his crew has been hit yet. Um, at this point, there's they finally get like to the spot where they drop it. And so they, they drop the bridge and start pushing. And this is like the most dangerous spot for them because they're the most exposed. The Parshendi, uh, you know, do their arrows and not a single one of Kaladin's crew gets hit. And the Parshendi have a moment of, excuse me, what? Like, they have a moment of literally they're, like, in shock because, you know, they're singing and they stop singing because they're, like, how? Yeah. What, what, what did they see that caused that? Not All the arrows, like, miss and hit the top of the bridge and stuff. Well, what do you think they actually, what do you think they saw? Well, something happens. The, I'm yeah. sure the arrows move in yeah. weird ways. and Because? Yeah. Because why? Because of Kaladin's special powers. Because Kaladin's special powers, yeah. Kaladin's special powers. Kaladin's special powers. But the Barshendir are very surprised. And so they get the bridge into place and they turn to run away. And as they're running, one of the, one of the men gets hit. And so it's Dunny. Mm. So I don't, we don't know a whole lot about Dunny, but he was one of Kaladin's like first supporters and one of the nicest guys mm-hmm. in the in the bridge crew. And Kaladin, he gets hit in the shoulder with an arrow from the part. Not not even from the Parshani. He gets hit in the shoulder with an arrow from their side. Yeah. And then it gets hit on the other shoulder with an arrow from the Parshendi. Yeah. If he hadn't been hit from our side, he'd probably still be alive. 
which oh, yeah. is horrible. So like Sadius's people whacked him. Yeah, not good. Kaladin goes to try and grab him and like pull him away to help save him. Yeah. And Moash is like, you can't. Moash grabs him, pulls Kaladin back and says, he's dead. There's nothing you could have done. I'm sorry. Because and the, the horses tromp over yes. his body. As Kaladin's trying to fight Moash, but then realizes that there really is nothing he could do. And Moash basically just saved his life. Yeah. Which is great. Um, But uh, Kaladin ends up standing there after he starts stops fighting Moash. He, he stands there to watch the battle for a while because that's what he does every bridge yeah. run. He stands there and watches. And some people aren't like some of the soldiers aren't sure how they feel about it. Some of them like respect him for that. Yeah, this is kind of a mix of emotions with how people feel about Kaladin. His team now is pretty much all pro it. They're all like, yeah, they're, they're all doing moving it like with soldiers. And yeah, stuff they're now. standing with him. They're doing things like soldiers now as well. Yeah, um, they're much stronger. They're not even like winded anymore by doing this. Where all the other bridge crews are like laying on the ground, like breathing really heavily. Yeah, Kaladin's group yeah. is like just doing great. Like they're doing fine. Yeah, they're not really tired, which is really good. It's pretty impressive, actually. Like, I would still think you'd be somewhat tired from that. But I guess yeah. if you do it so much, you build up a, a tolerance to it. Mm-hmm. You build up stamina. Um, But as they're standing there, Kaladin ends up... They're standing in parade rest, and Kaladin breaks parade rest because he spots uh other bridgemen who are, tr- who are, like, dying, who are trying to fight their way to their crews, and their crews are just ignoring them. Yeah. So Kaladin goes over to them, along with the rest of his crew, and basically is like, I'm, we're going to, I'm going to help these people. We're yeah. going to help them. And the uh, Rock's like, we can't. They they don't treat us well. Why should we help them? Like, basically, Bridge 4 is trying to convince Calden not to help the others. Yeah. And Calden's like, no, we we are different. We're not Sadius. We're not the Light Eyes. We're going to treat them differently and try and save them. We can carry them back. We know we can carry some of them back. Like, we know we can carry at least three. We've done it before. There's no reason to say that we can't carry back more than that. And he also says, uh, basically, they're t- they're like, we don't have enough money for this. We don't have enough. And Kaladin basically just hops in and goes, uh, no one looks at these people. Not Sadius. Not even each other. I doubt that even the Heralds are watching for these people. Yeah. We will be the people who watch for these yep. people. That's so cool. Yes. And basically, he talks about if for some reason they can't carry them all back, we'll come back and get them. Like, He's no matter what, he's going to come back and get them if he has to. Yeah. Um, and so finally Bridge Four agrees and uh Callan starts to um to help and tells the the injured people that they'll carry them back if they have to, that kind of thing. And um Callan begins to help and <laughs> Teft is there helping as well. And Teft says he looks at Callan and he goes, Collects breath. It's true. I never thought. And Callan's like, What? And Tef goes, mm-hmm. oh, nothing. Get back to work. That lad needs you. Tef is kind of bossy in this. Yeah. But it makes me laugh. And uh, so Kaladin starts turning back to his... He's sewing up like a guy right now. His injured leg, I think. Yeah. Um, well, because Tef just asked him, like, what are you going to do about this? And Kaladin came up with a solution. Yeah. Well, about more than... What if more need help? Kaladin came up with a solution. Mm-hmm. What more... To the point where... I think you said this, but Kaladin was like, we will come back and get yep. the rest yep. if we need. Yep. And that makes Tef like genuinely tear up. Yep. Like he He's genuinely like, oh, they were right. Yeah, I want you to do a theory about what he who was right later, mm-hmm. but still. Okay, well, uh, so Kaladin's in the middle of sewing, and Teth goes, "You still carrying a full pouch of spheres like I told you?" Yeah. And Kaladin says, "I can't very well leave them behind, but we'll need to spend them soon." And Teth's like, "No, you're not spending them. You're keeping them. They're good luck. I want you to have them with you always and keep them infused." Yeah. And Kaladin's like, "Yeah, but there's something wrong with them. They don't hold their stormlight, like ever." Yeah. And Kaladin yeah. says, "Um, he says odd that this was a bad approach." Oh wait! Oh, he just he just says that it's odd. Like he yeah. he knows the reasoning, but he just kind of is like, okay, that's odd. Doesn't really acknowledge it. Yeah. Then he talks about the fact that um, the way they approached. Uh, no, he's saying it's odd that the the spheres fall done like yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then he talks about right after he just talks about that it's an odd or not a great approach the way they approach this uh bridge run. A lot, a lot of, of them, a lot of them died. Yeah, a lot of them died. But only no one no one died on the approach from our team though. So. Except for Donnie. But he and, died afterwards. Uh-huh. Yep. And that's what that's what Tef says. And um Kaladin's like, What are you saying, Tef? Like, why is it odd that no one died on our approach? And, and Tef's like, Oh, nothing. Get back to work. How many times do I have to tell you that? And that makes me laugh because Tef Teft is like showing his shoulder side and yeah. trying to like boss Kaladin around, which is funny to me. Um, but Kaladin starts getting back to work. He thinks about the fact that Teft has been acting very oddly. Yeah. Recently, he's not really sure why that is. He thinks maybe it's stress, but he doesn't know. Um, so they get back to work. Kaladin can 
uh, can't save one of the guys that he's working on, but he uh, is able to save a couple others, and they end up being able to carry them back. Um, they don't have to, which is good because they don't have to come back and get them. They'll, ha- they have few enough people that they're bringing back that they can just carry them along. Yeah, which is really good. Because I don't know that they would have been able to come back very well. <laughs> yeah, like Kaladin said they would, but I don't, I don't know how well that would have worked. Yeah. Uh, but Kaladin's thinking about the fact that he, part of him is trying to say that he's just trying to make up for failing Dunny, and that helping others isn't going to bring Dunny back. Yeah, Kaladin's feeling a lot of grief and really really beating himself up for that which yeah. is sad it is um, sad but Moash comes over and oh real quick actually before Moash co- comes over remember how Kaladin in the very beginning got hit in the, the face yep well uh that blood and the scratch on his face is gone like it's just, it's just gone all together and yeah which is bizarre you know you know what happened oh yeah what happened he healed himself with with Stormlight there you go yeah um, I just have to make sure we're all always on the same page about this before, because <laughs> yeah. sometimes I want to say something. That I'm like, I have to make sure she knows, and yeah. so I ask you first. Yes, um, but- reader, reader, if you've gotten this far in the book and haven't made to piece this together, then you're you're oblivious. <laughs> every every time he has a sphere, it goes done. Something weird happens every single time. So you hopefully should be able to piece together that sphere done something weird. Every those three go together. Yeah. Um. Regardless, um, so Kaladin notices that and is like, oh, well, that's weird. Maybe the aerial didn't actually slice me. And so he stands up and he's he's confused. He's unsure of what's happening. Yeah. Um, and then Moash comes over and starts to talk to him about Dunny. And Kaladin's like, you were right to do what you did. Yeah. You probably saved my life. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And Moash is like, okay. And then Moash, <laughs> says, and Moash says, I was wrong about you. And Kaladin goes, thank you? Yeah. <laughs> and... Moash says, this is the end of the chapter, Moash says, you're a fool and an instigator, but you're an honest one. If you get us killed, it won't be on purpose. Can't say that for some I've served under. Anyway, let's get these men ready for moving. And that's the end of the chapter. That's cute. So, not a crazy amount happens really in that chapter. Yeah. But um, we just kind of see that Tef knows things. Tef knows things. he doesn't, he won't tell us what he knows. Yeah. He needs to just tell Kaladin. Yeah, what, who, when he got Terry died, he said, uh, you're just like they said. I never thought, mm-hmm. or something like those. What do you think he's talking about? Um, I think it has something to do with the uh, what were the people that he, they had talked about about before that Teft mm-hmm. um knew and needed to go and tell. And he like betrayed them though. Yeah, I whoever those people are. Yeah. I think I don't know what their name, what they're called. You learn more about their backstory in the future. You know what are they called? I don't remember. Oh, I don't. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you more in the later. If I'll, I'll remember it later, but right I now I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember what they're called right now. Well, that's the only theory I have. Okay. Yeah, where was Syl? Anyway. Yeah, um, where was Syl? Didn't see her this one. Oh, we didn't see Syl at all this, this week. Was, this was a very short chapter, though, to be <gasps> fair. We didn't still see Syl This chapter is even week. shorter. You got your chapters together combined are shorter than either of my chapters. <laughs> you, that's not even a joke. I know. Your chapters together combined add up to... It makes up for next week when I yes. get to do the hour-long one. And the 42-minute long one. Uh-huh. So yeah, you're going to be you're gonna be chilling uh-huh. next week. Anyway, uh, this this next chapter is chapter 54. It is called <laughs> Jibbletish. <laughs> um, and the little death rattle at the beginning says, The burdens of nine become mine. Why must I carry the madness of them all? Oh, Almighty, release me. Dated Palahesis, 1173. Unknown seconds pre-death. Subject, a wealthy light eyes. Sample collected secondhand. Unknown seconds pre-death. They didn't calculate this one. Well, secondhand. So somebody else said, I saw a guy say this. And they're like, noted. You know? Okay. What if it's not actually what he said? Who knows? Anyway, Hmm. we back with Dalinar. It's a feast. Whoop, 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 whoop. Um, They're at the feast. He's at, he's, uh, Walks to, like, his feast area, you know? Yeah, like the little island. Yeah, and uh, first of all, Navani's there. She doesn't look at him. She refuses to, like, acknowledge him, kind of. She angry. She angry. She angry. She got rejected. Yes. Um, also, the weird is, uh, uh, what's his name? Wit isn't sitting at his normal place insulting people. Yeah. Which y'all are things probably normal because Wit doesn't like to become predictable. So he probably moved just so he can avoid being predictable. Fair enough. Um, That's not the reasoning, but fair enough. Well, he doesn't know that. But he finds it out here soon. Yeah, so Dylan is arriving late. All nine of the other high princes are already there. Uh, but he gets to his seat, 
and he sends for a servant to bring him some from some food. He gets some food, veggies, spicy, tasty, lovely. Yum um, yum. And he's just kind of sitting there and thinking about it. He's thinking about how uh, uh, pretty Navani was, which is weird. Yeah. Um, and he's like the only one eating right now. Uh, everyone else, because he got there late. Everyone else is pretty much already eaten. And they're all avoiding him. Yes, of course, because he asked them all to join. And that's very unalethy of them. Yeah. To join on a bridge, do a joint bridge run together. Yep. Very unalethy. And then someone comes and suddenly sits next to him very quietly. And uh, he's like wearing a hood. And when he lowers the hood, it's Whip. Can we do a dramatic reading of Wit's interaction with Dalinar? We absolutely can because <laughs> I love Wit. <laughs> I also love Wit. Here it goes. Winds are changing, Wit whispered. Dalinar glanced at him. Wit's eyes narrowed and he scanned the night sky. It's been happening for months now, a whirlwind, shifting and churning, blowing us round and around, like a world spinning. But we can't see it because we're too much part of it. World spinning? What foolishness is this? The foolishness of men who care, Dalinar, Wit said and the brilliance of those who do not. The second depends on the first, but also exploit the first, while the first misunderstand the second, hoping that the second are more like the first. All of their games steal our time. Second, I second. Wit, Dalinar said with a sigh, I haven't the mind for this tonight. I'm sorry if I'm missing your intent, but I have no idea what you mean. I know, Wit said, then looked directly at him. Adonalsium. Dalinar frowned more deeply. What? Wit searched his face. Have you heard the term, Dalinar? Edo, what? Nothing, Wit said. He seemed preoccupied, unlike his usual self. Nonsense, balderdash, fiddledegrack. Isn't it odd that gibberish words are often the sounds of other words, cut up and dismembered, then stitched into something like them, yet wholly unlike them at the same time? Dalinar frowned. I wonder if you could do that to a man. Pull him apart, emotion by emotion, bit by bit, bloody chunk by bloody chunk then combine them back together into something else, like a Dyson Amian. If you do put a man together like that, Dalinar, be sure to name him Gibberish, after me. Or, perhaps, Gibbletish. Is that your name, then? Your real name? No, my friend. Wit said, standing up. I've abandoned my real name. But when next we meet, I'll think of a clever one for you to call me. Until then, Wit will suffice. Or, if you must, you may call me Hoyd. Watch yourself. Sadius is planning a revelation at the feast tonight though I do not know what it is. Farewell. I'm sorry I didn't insult you more. Wait, you're leaving? I must. I hope to return. I'll do so if I'm not killed. Probably will anyway. Apologize to your nephew for me. He won't be happy, Donner said. He's fond of you. Yes, it's one of his more admirable traits, Wit said, alongside that of paying me, letting me eat his expensive food, and giving me opportunity to make sport of his friends. The Cosmere, unfortunately, takes precedence over free food. Watch yourself, Dalinar. Life becomes dangerous, and you're at the center of it. Wit's leaving. Hoyt's leaving. Also, Sydney's Hoyt alarm. I was right. Right on point. Woo! Perfect. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. When I did that, were you surprised? When I called it? I kind of guided you a little bit, but I I was like, oh, she nailed that so quick. (laughs) That was the only time I did it. I Mm -hmm. was right. I'm very proud of myself for that You should be. Um, As I should be. Also, I'd like to say that I I thought Hoyt was Hoyt's real name. Yeah, so basically he's, uh, it's, just, it's not really a spoiler. He's kind of just like always, he's been around and jumps from planet to planet and is like an immortal being. So he, he's been so basically, I'm so old that you don't even know who I am. Yeah. Um. I'm so ecstatic, by the way. Oh my goodness. Imagine this. He's abandoned his real name, right? Yeah. At some point, uh, Brandon Sanderson is planning to write like the first book from the Cosmere. Yeah. This is the story of the start of the Cosmere, like, that whole idea. Yeah. And Hoy is going to be in it. Like that's he's he's yeah. alerted to that. I'm excited because I'm going to guess what he's going to do is for that nearly entire book, there's going to be several men who all could be Hoyd because they're all clever and stuff. And at the end, you're going to learn which one of them abandons their real name and picks up Hoyd. That'd be fun. That'd be such a cool reveal at the end. It's like mm-hmm. like someone calls him something. He has to like split it up and make a no name and call, and leave. And it's like, I'll be, I, shall, shall, I shall from now on be known as Hoyd. That moment would be like, like that's gonna be a fun book I to do, read. I do feel like that would be fun to see the beginning and just have Hoyd be there the entire time and learn who Hoyd really is. Yeah, I, that's that's something that's like the biggest thing about him is he's Hoyd's in almost every one of his books. There are a few where Hoyd he claims Brandon claims that Hoyd's there, but I don't think so. <laughs> um, you don't believe him? Well, no. There's a few that is like he said this person is Hoyd, and it's like 
an unnamed dude who spoke one time. And what I think happened is he forgot to put Hoyden in the book and then later went back and had to figure out where he could put Hoyden in the book. That's hilarious. Anyway. Um, I also would just like to say that Hoyd says, he says, the Cosmere, unfortunately, takes precedence over free food. Mm-hmm. So Hoyd's off to do whatever it is he d- does for the Cosmere, which yeah. is interesting to me. I wish I knew what Hoyd was doing. And also... Do we wh- find out where, where Wit slash Hoyd goes? Well, I'm not going to tell you. You read the book. I just want to know if we're ever going to see Hoyd or Wit again. I mean, there's more books. He shows up in every one of them. That's true. Okay. Uh, side thing. Hoyd. 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 Um, <laughs> side thing. A uh, couple of side things. One, Adonalsium. Ha 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 ha. Adonalsium, the word he says. Oh, that word. Do you have any guesses? Can I type it into Google? No. Oh. Absolutely not. That's <laughs> going to give you the answer. Don't do that. What are you thinking? <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> what a spoiler. <laughs> I think it's some kind of like, um, I think somehow Wit knows, or I guess Hoyt yeah. knows uh, what dalinar's like knows about dalinar's visions yeah and knows what those what those are and what those mean and i think that at a whatever that word is um is some kind of like town or city or something from yeah that that okay. vision. side thing yes i think this is gonna be this is a fun little thing to break down that one little like poem he did about the first and the seconds uh the first rely on the seconds and the second but also, oh, yeah, here's yeah. what we're gonna do Whenever they say the first, we're going to replace it. There's foolish men. No, sorry. Men who care and the men who don't. So the men who don't care rely on the men who care, but also exploit them. Mm-hmm. While the men who care misunderstand the men who don't care, hoping the men who don't care are more like them. Yeah. And all of their games steal our time second by second. He's mocking Dalinar versus everybody else. Yeah. You're the men who care. You are wasting your time with these people hoping they're like you. Yep. And they're taking advantage of you because you care about them. Yeah. That's a, I, I liked the way, and also the fact that it ends with, and they all take our time second by second is so funny because it makes it more confusing because he says the first and then the second and the second and the first and then second by second. It's, yeah. It's cute. Things Wit say are just confusing. <laughs> Wit, well, Wit's a funny guy. I like him. Um, or Hoyd. I don't Hoyd. know what to call him. Wit, Hoyd. Whatever. Either way will work. We can probably call him Wit for our ranking. Yeah. So basically, okay. Uh, basically, they uh, Dalinar goes ahead and uh, lets eight tells Adolin like what Wit told him that Sadius is going to do make a revelation. Yeah, and so a- Adolin starts preparing by getting a lot of like Dalinar soldiers on the yeah. plane because they think that Sadius is going to reveal that Dalinar supposedly tried to kill the king. Yeah, and then Dalinar comes and talks to another one of the high princes who's talking to like a uh, ambassador for a foreign nation. High Prince Hatham. 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 And it's a an fun ab- name. Hatham. A, a ambassador from a foreign nation and stuff. Uh, there's Anunak is also a guy. Uh, yeah, an- Anunak is the dude from the foreign nation. Yes. And he is also uh, talking. They talk about religion and war. And there's a there's a, yeah. also a um, Ardent who doesn't like the conversation. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, uh, the Arden kind of insult, insults Anunak and Anunak storms off and Hatham runs after him apologizing. Yeah. And then the Arden the Arden reveals to Dalinar, no, I am a I am owned by Hatham. He instructed me to do this. Insult yeah. him so that basically insult him so that Anunak thinks he's getting a good trade because the guy's insulted. Like essentially we're manipulating Anunak. Yeah. Which is cute. And then Dalinar's like cute. Yeah. Dalinar's <laughs> like, why do you tell me this? And the guy's saying, Because I want to build trust with you, Dalinar. I want you to understand that you can trust us and we will trust you. Like, it's weird. Sus. It's a little bit sus. It's a little sus. Um, and then uh Dalinar walks over and makes Sadius reveal what he was gonna reveal. Yep. And Sadius basically reveals, Hey y'all, it, the strap was cut. Uh-huh. His plate was sabotaged. Yes, because, because there's there's eight. There's supposed to be ten um, gemstones. Gemstones in them, and that eight keep of them. From going. Yeah, eight of them were broken, mm-hmm. which would have made the sharp plate shatter a lot easier. Because normally, losing a few during a battle is normal, but like it's normally like two or three. Five is a lot. Eight is ridiculous. There's no yeah. way you lose eight normally. Yeah. So they think uh, somebody has been sabotaging him, and Sadius basically says, uh, basically Sadius is like, however. It couldn't have been Dalinar. Yes. Like, it It looks like it... It was meant to look like it could have been because Dalinar was left alone yeah. with, with Elokar at one point. Dalinar 
was the one to check over the the straps. Like his, um, not him, but his people were the one to check over the the saddle and the straps and everything before yeah. it went to Elicar and yeah. all those signs point like it should be him. But Sadius knows that it's not. Sadius is basically saying it looks like somebody's trying to set up Dalinar. Yeah, but it could not have been him, which is pretty chill. I appreciate that from him. Weirdly good moment from Sadius. <laughs> Dalinar and Adolin are both like. <gasps> huh? What? Oh, what? Really? Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yes. yes. <laughs> um. And uh, Sadius. Then later, after he reveals this, Dalinar and Sadius have a little conversation, and um, one of Sadius actually has a, some really crazy baller cool lines here. Even though I, I'm still not a big fan of the guy, he says these things: "The presumption you've grown despicably self righteous." Yes. I asked Elicar for this position so I could prove you innocent. It's Is it so do- storming difficult for you to believe someone else in the army might do something honest? And then uh, he says, of course it is. You've been looking down on us like a man standing atop a single sheet of paper who therefore thinks himself so high as to see for miles. What a baller insult. I love that. To be fair, I'm not a big fan of Sadius, but Sadius is kind of right here. Yeah. Like, I have a hard time hating him in this section because... What a baller line, though. Yes. But also, like, I have a hard time disliking him here because he's got a point. He took this role so that he could prove Dalinar innocent. He could have easily been like, yeah, Dalinar did it. Yeah. But he didn't. He did it to try and prove the truth and prove that Dalinar was innocent. Because he also knows that if if people blame Dalinar, the army that they put together together, yeah. that the family, the, the nation would crumble immediately. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and he also says this. I think the that book of, Dal- of Gavilar's is creme and the codes are lies people pretend to follow so they can justify their shriveled consciousnesses. Damnation. I've got one of those shriveled consciousnesses myself, but I didn't want to see you maligned for this bludgeoned attempt to kill the king. If you wanted him dead, you'd have just buried, burned his eyes out and been done with it. Which also, yes, yeah, I you're right. You're this is right. the freaking Blackthorn. Yeah. If you wanted to kill somebody, he would because he's the freaking Blackthorn. That's yes. his thing. I... I just think it's interesting. Like, it's very hard. We don't haven't seen Sadius in a while. And it's very hard to dislike Sadius as much here because he really has a point. Like, it is kind of offensive to Sadius that Dalinar just assumed that he was doing this to try yeah. and prove that Sadius or that Dalinar had tried to kill the king. And he, like, just the assumption that Sadius was doing this for a bad reasoning yeah. is kind of awful. I mean, he's not a great guy. No, I do not think he's a great guy. And he's still not my favorite, and I'm not still not a big fan of him. But in this section, he kind of gets redeemed a little bit, I think. Yeah, I agree. And then Dalinar convinces Sadius to do a joint bridge run with him. I'm shocked. Essentially, the thing is, you can't win a blade because you have no blade. So you have a you <laughs> yeah. have plate, but you can't win a fight against somebody who has blade and plate. Yeah. Also. Your you are your bridges and stuff have to be light, so your army is light. You have very you're, you're you can't carry as as high level of an army as I can with yeah. my heavier bridges, slower moving. Yep. So here's what we should do: you rush the plateau, get a footing. My army will come in slower behind, but we're stronger, bigger. We got two shard bearers, full shard bearers. We can you get basically get a foothold and stall them, and then we'll come and plow the rest of them over, and you can, and then two thirds of the gems will go to you. And if I kill a shard bearer, you get the first blade, I get the first plate. Yep. So great, very good deal for Sadius because Dalinar yeah. just wants to form a team. Yeah. And um, the only reason um, Dalinar wants the play is to give to Renarin. Yes. And then he wants Renarin insults to feel safe. Renarin and that oh. makes me dislike Sadius. What does he say again? He says something terrible. He says, um, oh, uh, so Dalinar says, but I win the play to give to my son Renarin. And Sadius says, the invalid? And Dalinar's like, what would you care? Yeah. And I... Mm, I didn't like that statement that Sadius made. Yeah. Don't don't insult Renarin. Renarin's a great dude. I'm a big fan of Renarin. Don't insult Renarin. And then on the next page, that's the end of the chapter, there's a drawing. Do you have the drawing on the next page? I do have a drawing. It looks like a... Scribbles. Well, the scribble, the language is... It's a different language it's written in. Like a diamond-shaped language. Yeah. And knowing Brandon Sanderson, I'm 100% sure you could translate this into words. But... Probably. What I'm going to say is, it looks like a fabrial gun. I agree. That is what it looks There's like. There's a gemstone being put into a, the side of what looks to be a gun that shoots knives. Hmm. Yeah. That's a little or concerning. Or it could be like 
maybe doesn't shoot them, but you like, like hit something and it Wolverine. like stick out. Yeah, like a Wolverine. Like a little. Either way, like freaking um Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Either way, kind of a concerning little oh, contraption they got sure. going on. What's interesting though, and that's the end of our reading for this week. Theories: What's going to happen on their joint marriage run? Um, I think it's all going to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> In what way? Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna go and. And Kaladin's going to... Actually, I think... Okay, this is what I think. They're going to do this bridge run. This is what I think. Dalinar's going to see Kaladin and what happens with them. And Dalinar's going to be like, I want this man. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to take Kaladin. And that's how Kaladin and Dalinar meet. Okay, that's 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 a guess. That's my theory. I think I still think that somehow they're all going to meet. Like, all these characters. Like, I can't imagine yeah. they're just doing their own separate things. They're going to meet eventually. I mean, granted, Kaladin kind of already did meet um, Adolin. But I think... That Dalinar, because the fact that Dalinar hasn't yet heard about Kaladin is kind of surprising to me. So I think Dalinar is either going to see Kaladin in mm-hmm. action or he's going to hear about Kaladin and he's going to convince Sidious to give him Kaladin. All right. And Kaladin's going to help him do something or other. Or somehow Dalinar's going to help the that whole bridge crew or something. Something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. And then theory. that's a good theory. Is there anything else you want to theorize about? Nope. That's all I got. Okay. In that case, I, I think it's time to rank the characters. Woo! Okay. Here's here is uh is now time to rank. Sydney, you want to read the list of people we saw? Yep, this is the list of people that we saw this week. So we saw Zeth, King Hanavanar, Dalinar, Adolin, Renara, Navani, Vision Voice. We just named him. It's the the dude who He's shown up so many times and yeah. he's always in a different body, but you get the idea. Yeah, we just we called him Vision Voice. Um, Kaladin and Dunny, Moash, Teft, Rock, Drehe, Lopin, Debid, Wit, Sadius, Elikar, Hantham, and Onak. Aunak. Aunak. And the ranking we did was number one, Kaladin. Obviously, we love Kaladin. Yep. Followed by Dalinar. Very, very honorable dude. Love yep. Dalinar. A uh, little bit mistaken. Wit, just a funny, cool, really interesting fellow. And he also was really nice to Dalinar. Yes. This. He's also so interesting. I yes. love hearing the stories about yep. him. Then Renarin and Adolin. They're great boys. Renarin beat Adolin because Adolin was so whiny. Yeah. Then uh, Teft and Rock, they're both good. Teft has finally beaten Rock because Rock is just kind of super nice and Teft has more layers in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, then there's Zeth because he's cool and hates what he's doing. There's Moash because he's kind enough. Then, there, then there's Novani because we're conflicted about her, but we think we like her. Yeah. Then there's uh, Drehe, Lopin, and Dabid who we like, but pretty neutral too. Yep. We like, but they're not super deep. Yep. Then there's the Vision Voice who we think we like. Uh, we're not really sure. Yeah. Followed by uh, Hatham, Aunak, who were just kind of like, eh. Yeah. Then there's Sadius and Elokar, who we dislike, but not a lot. Not enough to want them dead yet. Yeah, they're not the worst anymore, yeah. especially this week. Yeah. If all, then finally, in the dead tier, we have Dunny and King Havadavanar. Uh, lots of death this week, comparatively. Yeah, we don't usually have a lot of people die for whatever reason in this. Well, it's because we get rid of them now. That's true, yeah. And moving on, now we have the top five, bottom five. What do you think our list would look like right now if we did the way we used to? Oh, it's like it's like pages on pages. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, look at our list. Just the characters who managed to get on the top five, bottom five. Look at how many there are. Oh, there's a like, lot. There's like 30 people who have just managed to at some point sneak onto the top five. Yep. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, read, me, read me last week's top five, bottom five. Yep. Okay, so last week's top five was Kaladin, Rock, Sil, Teft, and Shallan. And last week's bottom five was Gaz, Hashal, Sadius, Capsule, and Amaram. So this week, uh, our top five goes like this. Our top five changed a lot, and our bottom five didn't Basically change literally at all. No, it changed a little bit. Okay, well, barely. Yes. Our top five. Kaladin stay at the top, obviously. Followed by Rock. No, sorry. That was last week. <laughs> followed by Dalinar. Because over the course of the book, he's just been honorable over and over yep. and over and good and kind and, and yep. respectful. So we love that. Uh, followed by Teft. Once again, he's become a little bit better than Rock. We still love Rock. Rock's right there next. Then Shallan hangs on at the bottom yeah, because barely. Shallan deserves it. Sil got kicked off because we haven't seen Sil in a hot minute. And Sil doesn't really has it. She's just kind of she cute. She hasn't done much. She's recently. just kind of cute. She's not done much. Yeah. Now the bottom five. The least bad is Gaius. Which is crazy. <laughs> followed by Sadius, then Hashai or Hashal. So Hashal and Sadius whipped. We kind of liked him, what he did this week. It made me. It made us view him a little bit higher than he used yes, to be viewed. Yep. Uh, then, then Capsule and Amaram, because in our opinion, the worst thing you can be is a betrayer. Yeah. If you're a betrayer, we hate you. Well, or a murderer, but. Well, that's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Capsule tried to do. You want to start doing the outro stuff? Oh, sure. Uh, so (laughs) that's it for us today. That's all we got for you. Yay. We hope you enjoyed. We tried our hardest. We did try our hardest. We're We're both very stressed. 
busy, overwhelmed. Yeah, I'm cool. sure. I'm sure you loved it. If you're yes. here, you loved it. Yeah. So make sure next week you read chapters 55, 56, and 57. Uh, make sure you have those read, or else Sydney will shoot you with an arrow, even though she's on your team. Run you over with some horses. That, that's pretty mean. Yeah, that's not 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 great. It should not be something that ever happens. Well, the singing was pretty great. No, the singing was amazing. Good job, Colin. Thank you. Um, You've learned your lesson. If you mock my singing, people will be mad at you. Yeah, we. I don't know if we mentioned this last week. Last week, whatever week it was, we got um the comments about Colton beatboxing. Yeah, and everyone really loved Colton's beatboxing. So Colton says thank you. I do say thank you. I say thank you. Uh, I love doing it, so I'm glad that you like <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> oh gosh! But we want to say thank you for uh, all your comments. Um, we won't. We probably won't answer them for a while recently, but we will see them and we will love them, and we will try and interact with them as much as we can on Instagram. Also, so. we apologize for not posting last week. Uh, we forgot it was. We were all. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah. We we forgot, and so if you had something to say to us, post it on this week. We'll talk to you still. Yeah. Um. And like I said, you. This is the last time where you'll hear the episode, comment, and we'll be able to respond because we're recording for the week after this next. Yeah. But after that, we have a backlog, and so we won't respond to what you say Yeah. because the way linear time works is it are the episodes will be recorded before you could have responded to what we said to last week's yes. episode. Isn't that weird? A little tri- trippy? Yeah. Um. But again, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. We really do appreciate your comments. We love them. They make us smile. Like genuinely, we get very happy when we get comments. So leave all the comments in the world. We we love them. We love you guys so much. Um, Peace. I wasn't done yet. (laughs) You said we love you. It's like I I was going to say, we also want to say thank you to um, crap. What's the name? Alesia. Yes. Holy heck. Alesia. (laughs) We're making the intro and outro of our program. So that's A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify. I got it now. You nailed that one. I just had a moment of panic because I totally forgot what the name was. I can't (laughs) believe that happened to you. That's that's I know. That's never happened before. So again, that's Alesia. So that's A-L-E-Z-E-I-A on Spotify. We for letting appreciate us use you. your song, Wind Runner Remake, as our intro and outro of this program. And Alrighty. that's all we got. My so, name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Cindy Liley. I love you. Peace. Why are you still here? The show is over.